Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor... You can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Big Dumb Inquiry. Big Dub Inquiries Big Dub Inquiries Big Dub Inquiries <laughs> Bad timing on my part. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Sorry, that was terrible timing on my part. I am out of it today. I'm feeling under the weather. Been a little sick today. And uh, not quite prepared for the show, but we got a great one for you tonight. Again, welcome to Big Dumb Inquiries. I'm your co-host, uh, <laughs> I'm not Shane, I'm your co-host Kyle. Let me bring Shane in real quick. Shane, what's going on, my brother? Hey, what's up? It's your co-host Kyle. Ah, what's up, faggot? <laughs> uh, thanks, dude. Uh, and then uh, I have a special guest with me tonight. Uh, he's a good friend of mine a lot since uh, we were kids. Uh, let me bring in my buddy here. Uh, Blake, say hello to everybody. Hey, guys. Nice to meet y'all. Blake is uh, passing through town, and as a good friend, I said, why don't you just come crash at my place, and we'll hang out. So um, he was here a couple weeks ago hanging out, and it was a good time, and we got way too drunk. We tried to do a podcast, <laughs> yeah. and I've deleted all of that audio. <laughs> yeah, we sat here for like an hour and a half, two hours. And, and I then... kept pausing and stopping the recording, and it was just a hot mess. So anyway, Blake's going to join us on the show tonight. And then we do have another guest coming in momentarily. Technical issues, as always. We're a bunch of uh, retards, unprofessionals, all that stuff. And the fact that I've said two no-no words in the first five minutes will probably get taken off YouTube tonight. So, Man, it's going to be a good night. It. That's how it works. That's how it works. So, um, But Shane, how you doing, brother? How's everything going? Uh, I guess I could give you a little bit of an update, but it's not too different from two days ago. Unfortunately, the audio listeners will hear this a week apart, but for us, it was only two days apart, but... <laughs> You know, we we pack in as much as we can. We're we're back on the game. We had a, had a little bit of time off. Had a weird week off too, where we couldn't find a guest. So now we're back at it, man. That is what it is, brother. Um, and then uh, Blake, what's uh, what are you up to, man? Like, uh, what's going on? We don't need to get into. Oh details, man, but I'm just, just passing through town. Um, I'm moving currently from Colorado. Uh, headed back home, trying to figure it out. Might land in Wisconsin. You don't know. World's my oyster. Very cool, man. Yeah, there's never uh when you're young and uh you know you got time on your hands and not re- no real plan you can really pretty much do anything go anywhere and try new things a little uh, bit of money helps too yeah having some cash on hand definitely does help 
Um, Blake is a professional financial advisor, um, even though he will not be giving financial advice tonight. LOL. One um, time. <laughs> <laughs> one time for the one time. I need a. I need a, a air horn sound effect. Damn. <laughs> I got you. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> anyway, there we go. So uh, yeah, guys, we got a great show for you tonight. Our guests will be coming in uh, j- in just a minute, but. Um, Guys, I mean, a lot of stuff's been happening, and I, I think at least my clip will be current. Uh, Sh- uh, Blake here is going to try to find the clip. Maybe he'll be a wild, wild card at the end. If not, he's going to give us his uh, his normie commentary. Blake's not, for those of you who don't know, uh, actually none of you know, Blake's not really into this uh, uh, this kind of conspiracy world. Last time he was here, we had a... Um, I need to turn this fan off. It's clicking. Um, to ex- <laughs> Blake, uh, me and him pretty much argued the whole time he was here. Not argued, but debated like civil gentlemen about all of the things. That I'm very going. excited to be here. Yeah, it's going to be good. Let me turn this fan on, y'all. This keep is going to be super fun. So uh, one thing I want to shout out before we get going on the show, um, for all the audio listeners, I guess this will be a little bit out of date, but for anybody that's live streaming, uh, I'm going to be doing my first event. Um, so I'll be at Bigfoots and Brews, which is in... Damn it, what's the name of that city? Dogshaw, Michigan, or whatever? Just look it up. Bigfoots and Brews. Um, it's being hosted by Eric from Uncomfortable. Um, should be pretty fun if anybody wants to come out and say hi um, for anybody that is. And is this to like a stream? Just uh, like, yeah, is I'll it like there, a, so come say hi. Is it a meetup? Is it a convention? Like, what, what is this event exactly? It's a uh, Bigfoot convention. So there's going to be speakers, <laughs> um, a bunch of different people vending Fuck there. Yeah. Um, and it's at a brewery. So that's why it's called Bigfoots and Brews. That's fantastic, so, dude. Shane. Are you are you a Bigfoot truther? You big on the Bigfoot? I do f- frequently talk about Bigfoot. It comes up in conversation quite frequently. That's amazing because every year for the last ten years, my dad and stepmother. I, I remember a decade ago, I used to watch Bigfoot hunters. What's his name? Uh, Moneymaker, Chris Moneymaker. Um, he had mm-hmm. a TV show, but my parents thought I had this weird fascination with Bigfoot. So every single year. They get me Bigfoot related Christmas gifts. Nice, dude. Yeah. Like what? What kind of cool <laughs> like, shit? Like, dude, like t shirts and dude, it's every every year. It's been ten years of Bigfoot gifts. It's what do they get you now? Like Dr. Squatch soap and stuff? Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Hey, that's actually not a bad soap. I've tried it. Shout out Dr. Squatch. And uh um, Yeah, that's the only soap I use. So if Dr. Uh, Squatch wants to sponsor us, uh yeah, that'd be fucking that'd awesome. That'd be great. I I, I literally soap. do use the soap. Uh and you don't even have to pay us. I just need free soap. It goes quick. It really does. Um And the know. toothpaste. I use that shit too. Honestly, I just like Dr. Squatch Dude, all around. So again, I was using sponsor tooth- the show and we'll talk about you. <laughs> I like their I like their toothpaste. Um but and then I was using Tom's uh to supplement, you know, the fluoride fluoride free. Um but last time <laughs> I went to the dentist, my dentist like after I got the cleaning, she's fine, babe. She's fine. Um, he just like looked at me and he was like, do you have an, like a, what was the word he used? Like, do you have an affinity against or whatever that word is for, uh, are you like, do you have a problem with fluoride? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, your teeth, your teeth are starting to rot. (laughs) I was like, are you serious? I don't use fluoride toothpaste. And he's like, yeah, you need to do that. And then he suggests strongly suggested I swig some fluoride. But it takes, dude. Now that I haven't been using fluoride toothpaste, <laughs> might as well just for, drink it while you're at it. <laughs> no, but now that I haven't been using it for Take so long, quick. and I went and I immediately took like that shot of fluoride and swished it around, it literally tasted like pool cleaner. Like that's that's what yeah, it is. Dude. It's pool cleaner. <laughs> and it was, I was like, dude, oh my I- god, gross. And now every like every like twice a week, I'll use 
regular toothpaste. So I went to school at, sorry, Shane, I went to, real quick on the fluoride, I went to school at Texas A&M University, and Bryan, Texas is right next to College Station, and at one point, the water was so bad, it was flammable. And I think it was because of the fluoride. Probably not. It was probably uh, oil deposit messing up. But I've seen people light the water coming out of their faucet on fire. It was crazy. Well, two things. One, I use a fluoride or one of the only uh, filters I can find that actually takes out fluoride. So when I use my water in other rooms besides where I have that filter at, you can definitely smell like a chlorine-y smell. But funny you're talking about the dentist. Uh, I don't use fluoride. I haven't used it in years as far as my toothpaste goes. And I haven't had any of my dentists say anything weirdly enough about it. So I, I still don't even use fluoride. And third of all, before I miss the chance, shout out to Brian. Thanks again for being here, man. What up, Brian? In shout the chat, out Brian. what's going on? He said, what's up, Cracker Stacking Firewood in my basement? The live stream timing is perfect. You're in my ears. Thanks for the content. Well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate you being here. Be sure to like the the uh, the show and subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, you'll get updates and all that good stuff when we go live. But yeah, uh, Brian, I, I would love to talk to you sometime about your little farm homestead situation you got going on. You are living the dream, brother. Absolutely. Um, you should see some of the stuff he sends me. He talks to me uh, pretty regularly on Facebook, and he's always like out in the woods doing some cool stuff. He's a really interesting dude. I'm cool. actually planning on having him on Bizarre Encounters and my show too. Dude, I bet out in the fucking woods he's seen he's probably had some encounters of some kind uh fuck yeah dude <laughs> i think this is a safe place for me to say i've seen a ufo in my life well blake why are you just now telling us this dude. we've been live for 10 minutes what I the know. fuck is wrong with i you? know <laughs> well, now we got another story too so i know tell it. but okay so back in the day back before my parents got divorced um uh, i had a hot tub in the back of my apartment or house or whatever and we would always just sit out there looking for satellites and if you haven't ever seen a satellite, it just looks like a star that moves. But we caught one, and it was going across, but then it, like, exploded. It The, the sky turned from night to day for half a second. It went boom, came back to the normal size, sped up, went down and out, and disappeared faster than I've ever seen anything move. Yeah, I'd say that's a UFO sighting, dude. I mean, that's... Yeah, uh, my dad was there, too. So he, t- you both both saw the same thing? Yeah, he refuses to talk about it in front of other people, but when I get him alone, I'm like, Dad, what do you think that shit was? He was like, I have no idea. Yeah, man, I mean, there definitely is still a stigma uh, behind bringing these stories up. But on a show like this, uh, it's it's more than welcome. And uh, yeah, there. maybe maybe Blake would li- or uh, Shane would like to talk to you sometime on his show, Bizarre Encounters. Maybe you can break down uh, yeah. that story a little bit. Um, but dude, that, that I've never seen one. I don't think I've seen one. There was one time I was out in the canyon, and I was looking up at the stars, and you can just, I mean, you could see the whole Milky Way. It's mm-hmm. so nice out there at night. Um, and I just was watching these, like, what I thought were satellites moving across, but then they started spinning around each other really fast and then, like, kind of converged into, like, one little star. And then they just stayed there. It was really weird. Weird as shit, man. Weird stuff. I'd say my only memorable one that I remember is uh, probably happened like four or five years ago. There's these multiple little red glowing things in the sky. And they all started moving sporadically and like away from each other and then closer. And then they sat there for a little, little bit and then they randomly started moving again. And uh, from what I've looked up, there's a lot of people who have seen those random weird red lights that kind of move sporadically around each other. Hmm. What, uh, Shane, what is your favorite, like the, what's the one in Arizona? The, what your favorite phenomenon known, like Roswell or 
Oh, the, like famous crash yeah, or whatever? Yeah, or, or the famous sort of UFO phenomenon. What is it called? Phoenix Lights? Is that what it's called? There's the Phoenix Lights. There's Roswell. There's a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Roswell was in New Mexico. Phoenix Lights were in Arizona. By the way, I've gone to Roswell, New Mexico. It's a shithole. Don't go. Yo, I've been to that little... They, <laughs> they've been trying to update the museum for years with donations, and last time I checked, it's still the same Literally, museum. the only cool part about Roswell, New Mexico is they put alien eyes on their streetlights. Oh, really? And the Walmart's painted like a UFO crash scene. (laughs) Of course, the Walmart. There's probably some diners that got some cool, weird setups, too. 100%. Oh, there's, like, the Ailey Inn, the little motel there that you can stay (laughs) at. Um, And then there's, like, the Marfa Lights, too, which is in Texas. I've been wanting to go see that. Maybe this uh, fall I'll go down there and check it out. But have you heard of the Marfa Lights? I have. Uh, say I think I have, too. Yeah, they're almost... Oh, to answer your question, by the way... um, Project uh, Serpo. That, that's probably my my most uh, what is Project interesting Serpo? Learning things every day. What is that? I don't even know what that is. So it's pretty much like a connection that ends that connects into the Roswell crash. That there was actually multiple beings, and some of them survived, and we ended up having contact with them. And pretty much we sent we traded off where one of them stayed here, and we sent multiple humans to their planet. And those people live there and like collect the data and did a bunch of other shit. You'll have to look into it, dude. It's super interesting. Like a Actually, foreign ex- guy. Yeah. Like foreign exchange so, student yeah. style. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Trading off people. We traded like six people for like one of them or some shit like that. Um, Hollow Sky recently did like a three part series on it and it was pretty interesting if you want to get like a quick little listen update on it. But yeah, dude, look into that shit. It's fucking weird. Interesting. Interesting. Um, will you uh will you just check on uh, on our guest, see if where where he's at? I just texted him. Okay, so I hate to bombard him, but I just want to. I want to get the show rolling. And uh... Kyle, let me ask you. Okay, what do you think is more likely to exist, Bigfoot or the Loch Ness monster? Well, I think by, just by sheer statistics, it's more likely that Bigfoot is real because uh, Loch Ness monster is like in one place. There's Bigfoot sightings all over the world. Um, and then you can break that down into like yetis and swamp. Exactly. And, all that other oh, stuff. and just the sheer amount of different of, of sightings. I mean, you can probably count the number of uh, Loch Ness monster sightings on like your two hands, mm-hmm. like true sightings. <clears throat> um, but with Bigfoot, I mean, there's even if it's not a sighting, there's lots of encounters with strange animals, strange creatures, noises, strange noises. I, I got a theory on Loch Ness that I heard that's pretty damn interesting. Hit me. So. So it's another shout out, I guess, to uh, Cryptids of the Corn. They recently did something on it too. I listen to a lot of podcasts at work, bro. But (laughs) so the idea is that there was giant salamanders that have existed on every continent, but for whatever reason, there wasn't recorded ones that lived in Europe. So a lot of the theories is that basically Loch Ness monster was actually a giant salamander, and it was just mis like confused by like people saw like the whole body and thought it was just like piece of the tail or just the like, different variations of that. Oh. Cause there's actually another story he was talking about on that where um they were talking about how they rid this giant beast into like a lock and like from the descriptions of it, it sounded very salamander like. So huh. yeah, pretty interesting theory that the Loch Ness monster could have been I could see salamander. an animal that theoretically exists. And you know, by now if they locked it off into the lock, whatever it couldn't get to its like breeding grounds, it may have died huh. off by now, but it's still, you know, probable. Well, with that, uh, let's bring our guest in. The probably the sexiest podcaster in the game. Let me bring him in here real quick. Ooh, la, Nico la. from Upstate Unconventional Podcast. What's going on, my man? 
What's going on? Sorry, I'm late. I was I use a Mac now, and I had to download uh, Firefox because oh. it mm-hmm. won't let me do Chrome. That's weird. You can also here. use Brave with StreamYard. It works perfectly. Um, That's okay. what I use personally. But, uh, but Nico, I'm glad you could make it. It's been way too long since we've uh, chatted. Um, Seriously, how, how have you been, man? How how's life? Dude, life is pretty good. Can you guys hear me? All right. You sound amazing. Yeah, you sound perfect. All right, all right cool. And uh, yeah, Nico, no life. Nico, you know Shane, you know me. This is my friend Blake. He's passing through town tonight, nice to meet and you, I Nico. asked him to hop on the show with us. So, uh, but nice but to you, meet you Blake. but you've been good, man. Everything's uh, going all right. I see you're back in it. You took a little hiatus. It's good to see you back at it, uh, making the rounds. Uh, it's been too long, man. Yeah, I just moved in a new place now. Uh, oh, you moved? I didn't know life. that. Where are you at now? Yeah, we. Uh, still in upstate New York, but uh, we were living in a small little uh, duplex, and we just got a house. So, nice. congrats, man! Very nice. Thanks. Uh, what? Um, I have family from uh, like Syracuse, Syracuse area. Is that close to where you are? It's about four hours away from me. Oh, so you're like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm near like the Albany area. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, I've never. I've only been to upstate New York once. I went to uh, Long Lake. Uh, it's like a arts camp. I went there when I was okay. a kid, and it was beautiful. I mean, just absolutely gorgeous um, lakes in the mountains. But uh, I'm glad to see that you're settled and you're liking the new spot, man. Um, and if there's nothing else, guys, uh, let's get into the show. Y'all, y'all down to do that? Let's play some clips and talk some shit. Oh yeah, yeah yes man. sir. All right, so um, I guess I'll start tonight. Because it's very relevant. It happened today. Um, hopefully none of you brought the same, the same clip or the same topic. But I'll uh, share my screen here and we will get it popping. Let's see. Here we go. So this is, as we all know, the queen died today. Mm-hmm. And Wait, what? I didn't even hear this one yet. Oh, the queen Hell died. Yeah. I queen mean, of England in, died in my opinion, she's been dead for months. But <laughs> uh, she officially died today. And this is uh, a clip. So she just shed her older skin. <laughs> Dude, so that's what every, new, right? That's what everybody's been saying. <laughs> the lizard just shed its skin. Um, so, but this clip I found from uh, Rabbit Seven Seven Seven. He's uh, I think he does a podcast as well. Shout out to Rabbit Triple Seven. And uh, it's a little bit of a conspiracy theory, sort of behind uh, the Queen. And I just thought it'd be fun to play and get y'all's thoughts on it. So here we go. I'll pull this up, and we can get it popping. Operation London Bridge. That's the code name given to the plan in place for the days and weeks after Queen Elizabeth II's passing. I've actually heard about this. The Queen has been sitting on the royal throne since 1952. That's the longest reign of any monarch in British history. And during that time, she's seen over a dozen UK prime ministers, nearly 20 Summer Olympics, and over half a dozen popes. The Queen is the cornerstone to the Commonwealth, the patron to almost 600 organizations and charities, and plays a pivotal role in the UK's alliance with many countries. So her passing will bring about a lot of change. Not just for the United Kingdom, but potentially the world. What will happen when Queen Elizabeth II dies? (laughs) Fucking nothing. The day of. the Right Honourable Edward Young will immediately pass a message on to the acting Prime Minister at the time. That message will likely read, London Bridge is down. 
The Prime Minister will then set Operation London Bridge into action. It's falling Within down. Within minutes, the 15 governments outside of the UK where the Queen is head of state will be informed over a secure line. And that will be followed Yo, I by love the, the dramatic music in the background. Yes, we'll talk about it. Around the world. <laughs> the gates of Some Buckingham old bitch Palace died. will then dawn a black-edged notice of the news. At the same time, a news flash will alert media around the world. Every media outlet is prepared for the news. Every radio station has a network of lights that will flash to indicate a national catastrophe such as this. All BBC shows will stop and proceed to run a feed dedicated to the news. News readers will change into the black suits and clothing that is on hand at all times in the news studio. <laughs> They're always the ready for the bitch BBC to die. Will turn <laughs> Yo, black. Do we even know if this like Operation Papers, London Bridge TV actually like if all these things have days of coverage know. ready to go? On the same day as her death, the Queen's eldest son, Charles, will immediately become king. And it's reported that the stock exchange, businesses, and shops across the UK will likely close for the day out of respect. The day after the Queen's death, on a live stream, Charles will make his first official speech as king. Nope. <laughs> and the government will swear its allegiance to the sound of a 41-gun salute in Hyde Park, London. 41? After that, King Charles, if this is the name he so chooses, will set off on a UK tour, visiting the leaders of government in the capitals of each country, Edinburgh, Belfast, and Cardiff, before returning to London. During this period, TV channels will play the many documentaries already made in the Queen's honour, and the BBC will can... refrain from playing comedy shows <laughs> I as think a we sign of respect. There. Uh, so yeah, they basically. I just think it's funny that they're so ready for this bitch to die <laughs> in any situation. Bridge is falling down. Oh man! Well, it's like it's reminiscent of those movies, like the White House Down mm -hmm. and Atlas, or not Atlas. Uh, uh, Olympus, Olympus has fallen. fallen. All this kind of yeah, stuff that, that they're just they're just ready for this bitch to die, and they've been ready. <laughs> like they've got documentaries, mm -hmm. they've got news presses, they've got their suits on a hanger off camera ready to go and it's just ridiculous and uh so i just want to hear y'all's thoughts on on the uh the queen dying obviously there's a lot i don't lament anyone's death obviously but uh there's are a lot of people who are pleased about this i didn't know she was the longest reigning mar monarch in history mm -hmm. in british oh, history. how old was she in her 80s or 90s, like, 90s, 90s i think 96, 96? Oh, yeah. since 1952 so what is that 70 years Dude, she was a world war ii veteran yeah, seventy years. Oh, she might dude, have been they the last. Had that shit uh, ready from the time she was like seventy-five on, dude. So they probably already yeah. had all that stuff ready for like twenty years. Well, for it makes sure. you wonder if she did, if she was dead for a few months or whatever, and they're just releasing it now. Like all that shit's already happened. Then this like blackout and all that stuff they're talking about. Right. I mean, or, when was the last or, time she was seen publicly? Was it that like I, DNA strain looking thing where she like did the light up? I wanted to ask that. Can we pull that information up? When was the last time? The I Queen think was it publicly? was like a it was a ceremony like I want to say like four or five months ago where she cut a cake. I think it was her birthday actually, is okay. what it what it was. Um, but maybe you're. I think Nico makes a good point. Maybe they didn't have their shit together because of COVID. They couldn't do maybe all the yeah. production they wanted to do. So they. She died a few months ago, and they've just been, you know, in hightailing it to get all the the stuff ready, uh, all the productions and all of the uh, the news releases and whatnot. And yeah, uh, I mean, even just for the sake of like the grieving process for the families, it sounds like they're already kicking them off on a tour pretty damn quick. So you know, maybe they theoretically would give 
a couple weeks before they announced it to the public so the family could like grieve before they have to be right in front of everybody again you know and, well, and, and did they did they announce the cause of death or is it just like, I, I didn't see that i didn't see that yeah. i just saw the queen has died um but mm-hmm. what what else is interesting is that they just got a new prime minister like last week so it's not boris johnson it's an anymore job. no it's not boris John- johnson it's some other that's why in this video that's why i think in this vi- this video was made pretty recently at least because they said the acting prime minister like they would have said if if they would have said the prime minister but they said the acting prime because this new lady hasn't been sworn in yet she's the acting prime minister because mm. bojo stepped down so i think uh th- this whole thing is fishy man this whole thing is fishy um so what and, was, any other what was interesting to me is uh my wife has a pretty big Instagram account and she's got a lot of you know followers from like England and stuff and for the amount of shit people talk like everyone was like it's a sad day our queen has died like everyone's like mourning over this and it's like do people really care that much I think in the UK <laughs> they really like it's a big yeah. deal for them yeah but dude just the 2022 the world has no place for a monarchy like especially a first world country like England, like why is this still happening? Do you think, I've always wondered this, and now that the queen is dead, we can talk about it. Do you think there's going to be another monarch or do you think they're going to come up with some other plan? No, oh, yeah, the, I mean, her son's going to be the king. But So right. I think and, that guy was her husband and he's dead now, right? No, 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 her son, uh, her husband's been dead, yeah. But it'll yeah. be her son, William. Charles. Charles, not William. And then Charles. The, the two princes are... His kids, correct? Uh, right. I think she has two sons. She has Prince Andrew and Prince Charles. Charles is the oldest. Uh, right. Prince Andrew is a pedophile. He'll never be uh, king. And mm-hmm. uh, and then I think it would go to <laughs> it would go to Prince William, the redhead. Who? Well, actually, I don't know. That's I think Harry. Harry, yeah, with the whole Meghan Merkel thing. I don't think he that'll... stepped down. He, I, don't think, I, I think he renounced his he uh, in Canada now. Or yeah, he yeah. renounced his titles. Uh, in, I think that's interesting as well. But I think maybe maybe. Could he have just been like a new king? Like a now he's the king of Canada or something? Like, is there a split in the monarchy? Oh, Strange hey, Brew Rand says thought, they're all pedophiles. I was gonna say we got we got Strange Brew in the uh, in the chat. <clears throat> hey, do they care in Canada? Is it like a big thing in Canada, or is it mainly just in like the UK right now? Yeah, let us know, Strange Brew. Let us know. Yo, I wanted to ask I this saw a lot group of Australians of... that were like, "I'm glad she's dead," but I don't know. That could just be our circles. You yeah, know? yeah. I wanted I to ask this group of people at. how. How involved do you think, or complicit do you think the Queen was in all the Jeffrey Epstein bullshit? Oh, hundred percent complicit. You think so? She set it up, dude. I mean, Maxwell. Her, so Ghislaine Maxwell's father was like a real, real tight with the Queen. And then there's even photos of Epstein and Ghislaine at the Queen's uh, like vacation properties and whatnot. Damn. Yeah, they were they were high up in the in that shit. And obviously, if Prince Andrew was involved, she at least had to know about it. You know, you're mm-hmm. not a, the queen of fucking half the world, and you don't know what your son's up to. Mm-hmm. If not, you're. I mean, she probably got him into it. If I'm being honest, was that private jet manifest ever released? The names. Um, some of it was, but not the men of the, the black book of get of passengers on the plane was released uh, for the most part but not the uh, actual client list of Ghislaine and uh, Epstein. Yeah. What I always found interesting is like in school, high school and stuff, they always taught us that like the queen and the monarch and all this stuff are uh, no longer in power. It's just more of a show. You know, it's like a prestigious thing. And that's what to I was going to say. 
to me, I always just assumed like, well, no, why would, if they tell us that, then it's probably the opposite. They're probably running everything, you know? I mean, even just out of like the people trying to respect them too. I mean, I'm sure they listen to them and take what they have to say into consideration when they're making laws and stuff over in the UK. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree, Nico. I think it's, uh, since we've been in school and raised and whatnot, it's been a thing of, Oh, the queen's just a symbolic role. There's not really much to it, but she's on all the money. She's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she definitely has influence. Uh, even that video said she's connected a, a ton of nonprofits and government, not NGOs, things like that. So she's got sway. Even if she has, let's just take it for what we know. Let like let's say she has no actual uh, like uh, legislative or political power. Parliament power. And Par- stuff like yeah, that. yeah, she has a ton of sway and power because she owns, I mean, the Royal family's like, they don't disclose their fucking financials. I mean, they've got to have their fucking fingers in all the coffers of the world. I mean, I I can only imagine. And there's a whole theory of they've owned us since the 1800s, right? The act of 1871, something like that, where we basically sold ourselves back to back to Britain. Became a uh, what is it? A corporation, corporation, the United States of America, as instead of from America. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, that's an interesting topic to look into, man. Because I've oh, tried, yeah. like, it's hard. It's to hard look to find it, and it's all legalese. You know, like I've asked my dad, who is a former lawyer, and he doesn't know much about it. You know, he can talk about like maritime law and stuff like that, but. I don't know. I mean, if, if it is a thing, they're not teaching it to people in law school, you know? Yeah, that's – I found the same kind of uh, issues when researching that topic because it kind of ties in to uh, the uh, the whole sit kind of sect of, of that. Um, mm-hmm. But then those guys just – they do – I think they do it the wrong way. I, but I, I have talked to people. I think specifically um, the Mad Hatter uh, from the Tea with the Mad Hatter podcast. Mm-hmm. Check him out. He's – probably my favorite guest I've ever had on because the dude's just a fucking awesome guy. But he's at, he said he's actually done it. He's gone through the legal process where he doesn't have a license, he doesn't have a birth certificate, he doesn't have a social uh, security card, and he's fine. He doesn't pay taxes. Um, about, uh, oh, sorry, I have you muted. What? Are we talking about sovereign citizens? Kind of. It's uh, you, you missed it. So it, there's the Act of 1871 in America, which basically, essentially the, the law in incorporated the united states into into britain where we became a corporation of britain like they they owned us after the civil war we were so broke that we basically sold ourselves out to them so all of us citizens of the united states are technically employees of the united states corporation and there's ways like all our laws are based off that and there's ways to get out of the corporation and become a a nationalist or a national uh, sovereign citizen. Yeah, sovereign citizen. Yeah. But I was saying those guys, those soft guys you see who get pulled over by cops and like without a license plate, like they do it wrong. There's ways to actually do it. And I'm saying I know a guy who. I'd love to hear that. I'd love to learn more about that. Yeah, me too. But as Nico was saying, it's hard to find information. <laughs> and on it's that not stuff. an easy process. I mean, I've talked to the Hatter a lot of you know a bunch of times, and he, uh, you know, it it sounds good on paper. And this isn't from him. This is my speculation on it. But it's like. I, I, you can't get a bank account. You can't like register a, a business. So everything's got to be I think cash, you, which is fine. You can. Stuff, it's but. almost like how we, as we know that like corporations are considered uh, sovereign entities in the United States. They're they're basically equal to people. LLCs, LLCs, like yeah. corporations, yeah. uh, S corps, all that stuff. Uh, I think that's kind of how you have to operate. 
if you are going to take that path where essentially you become uh you uh, your legal name becomes a uh a corporation but then aren't you right back in the system because like i've i've had dbas and small businesses and i have to show you know my social security number to set up a bank account for that and if I you no know. longer have one yeah it's a, it's a strange topic man it's something i'm really fascinated and want to look into well maybe now but, that the queen's dead maybe it'll be easier <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll see but i i, I as uh, adam curry has said when the queen when the queen's death is announced because it is it's his opinion too that she's been dead that's when the New World Order, the Great Reset, it kicks into full swing. So I think the next couple weeks are going to be a little wild. We're going right into the midterms. Shit is going to well, be crazy. What's interesting, too, is Mercury starts into retrograde tomorrow, and uh, full moon is on Saturday, big harvest moon. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, that they announce that right before the Mercury retrograde. Yeah, you're so more into that stuff than I am, Nico. And I, I know there's significance to it, um, <laughs> but I have no okay. idea. As an outsider to all of this... Blake's a normie. At, <laughs> what are the odds that this old bitch just happened to die today? That's what I'm saying. Like, astro, like if you look at the astronomy of it, the fact that she died right before the retrograde starts, and I, I don't know, maybe it, it is already started in Europe, in England. I don't know the mm-hmm. time difference, but... Uh, it's just interesting, man. It's very interesting. A lot of these, a time ev- of, you know, yeah, communication uh, flaw and stuff. Yeah, a lot of these events take place in accordance with astrological symbols. And say what you will about Micah Dank, I think the dude's right about a lot of stuff. But he has uh, made con- uh, constructed a pattern of all of the economic crashes throughout history have always been uh, in like October, September, and that's whatever of uh, astrological sign that is. He's like, it's, it's going to crash in Leo or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm yeah. fucking it up. But I think there's some validity to that stuff because, um, you know, these fucking power elites, they're into that shit. They're like, you talk to a weird hippie crystal guy. I love you, Nico. You're the best weird hippo, hippie crystal guy I know. Uh, I think we're all into that a little bit. Uh, but the, these elites, they're super into it. I mean, this that's what they, they operate by. Yeah, and anyway, I mean, even like high-end finance people. I know some finance people in some big car dealerships and stuff too, and they're like, "Don't buy a car during retrograde. Don't." Sell. You know what I mean? Like, it's That's just so like a crazy. silly thing you would say. You know what I mean? It's like almost superstitious, but they're like, "No, don't." They still sell them during retrograde, but like when I was buying a car, they're like, "Yeah, don't." Don't. Do they anything, saw your crystals around money. your neck, and they're like, "Oh, we can't fuck with this guy. He's gonna know." <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just it's fascinating to me, man. Like, so you have, and these aren't like, uh, like these are like normies. These are number people, you know. And they're like, yeah, don't do that. Don't trade. You know, shit's gonna crash during this. Hold on to your uh, assets. Don't sell during a retrograde. Things like that. That's the stuff that like perked my ears up, and I'm like, hmm. well, I'll just say, um, <clears throat> I had a job in the mortgage industry until very recently. I was laid off a couple weeks ago, but I've been laid off from the mortgage industry twice in the last 12 months. So as a business major and as somebody who like, I dude, it's going to crash soon as a normie. I know that's coming. So yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's why I'm, I'm holding on to cash. I checked my bank account today and dude, that fucking wedding drained me, dude. I had like 10 K in the bank and I had $300 in my account today. I was like, Oh fuck. Welcome to the rest of us, bro. Uh, no, but it's not like I even had, I always at least had like a thousand in the bank, you know, in case my car broke down or something. But I checked my account today and I was like, Oh shit. 
Oh shit. <laughs> so, uh, I'm trying to store up some cash and some, uh, storable food. Uh, maybe when the crash comes MREs. Oh dude, you have you seen I'll, after the show? I'll show you my fucking closet, dude. Oh my God. That I've got it surprise stocked me at all, up, dude. Fucking ranch style beans all day, baby. <laughs> Leave it to the Texan to stock up on ranch style beans, dude. Ramen I'm... noodles, man. Ramen noodles, <laughs> rice. Yo, I drove past. Beans. I drove past the Hormel Chili Factory in Colorado the other day, and I almost had a heart attack. I'm like, dude, I eat that shit all the time. It's good stuff, dude. Wolf brand Hormel, <laughs> it's all the best. So, well, guys, we can move on from this topic of the Queen. I think it's fascinating. I think the, as I said, I think the main thing to take away from this is that one, they've been waiting for this bitch to die for a long time. They were prepared. Uh, which begs the question, has she been dead? And then two, shit is going to get crazy these For next sure. few weeks and months. Uh, hopefully Christmas is good, man. I need a good uh, a good Christmas, but uh, we'll see how it goes. It's 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 election season in, in the United States. So, Do we have um, any advice to our listeners about how to prepare for uh, impending? Any astrological tips, Nico? Or crystals? Just, any crystals that will keep the lizard people away? Anything uh, black tourmaline. Just just keep yourself grounded. Don't panic. You know everything is a uh, a wave. It's gonna go up high. It's gonna dip down low. Absolutely. Just ride. It's like ride a sign. It's a sign curve, dude. That's life. It's a sign curve. Exactly. Just um, you know, don't panic. Don't sell your shit. Don't you know? Just hang on. Hold fast. It's gonna. It's gonna. We're gonna ride it out. Preach. And Chill, again, don't, don't pay attention to it. Whatever you pay your attention to. It manifests. So if you just continue living your life, doing your thing, try not to let it affect you. You should be fine. And Nico, and I have to, I have to confess, uh, my my, uh, I had a, a, a crystal. I don't even remember what it's called anymore. It was a black uh, shungite. Shungite, shungite mm-hmm. yeah. But the the string broke on my necklace, and I haven't been wearing it. So it's tied around the hood, the uh, rear view mirror of my car. I need to fix it's it. A good spot start, for it. Start wearing it. It's a good it, spot though. for it. So, Nico, well, let, real quick, go ahead, Blake. Let me just ask you: What is it? I've always wondered about these crystal people. What it's is legit, it? dude? It's legit. What, the, what is it about the crystals that does anything? All right. So, if you want to break it down to just vibration, right? Everything is a vibration. Okay. These these rocks store en- energy from whether they're millions of years old, thousands of years old, whatever, they hold some type of energy and vibration in them. Um, me personally, I, I can kind of feel stuff when I hold them. Not everyone, you know, but I can hold a piece of like say black tourmaline or shungite and feel very grounded. And I can pick up like a blue crystal or a purple crystal like amethyst and kind of feel more uh, up in my head. Mm. It's a lot of it is mind over matter. I'm not going to like BS you for sure. It's, well, and that's, uh, that's what I, that's what convinced me is like, so Blake, you know about the placebo effect, right? Your mom's a nurse. Of course. The placebo is a very strong phenomenon. It's real. And even, so that's what, what I was skeptical. I was the same as you with crystals. I was very skeptical, but I said, Hey, me if too, I put, man. if I put a rock around my neck and it makes me feel better, fuck it. I, then that's all that matters. Right. right. It, even if like, so mine over matter placebo very much. So Blake, uh, Shane, are you good, bro? You blacked out for a second there. You good? I guess not. Shane? Nope. <laughs> we lost Shane. Shane. Okay, I'll send him a message. <laughs> but uh, He's kind of moving around. But uh, say so, something like Shungite is like 98%. <laughs> oh, there he is. Shane, are you there? Uh, 
you're lagging. My internet was bouncing out for a second. Am I good now? You're good now. There we go. Okay. I, I was like, <laughs> five sec, 10 seconds later, you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, we're talking to you, bitch. Uh, here we go. Oh, uh, kind of. <laughs> in the chat, Snake Turbanhead. What a great name. He says, cool to be here. Love you, Shane and Kyle. Uh, I have two dollars. I don't know what that means. You can I think give, I'm still doing it. You can give me two dollars. That's cool. I think and I'm good now. He said I've always preferred hematite. I don't know what hematite it's probably is. Probably crystal. Yeah, I assume so. Do you have a favorite crystal, Nico? Oh, dude, that's like asking what's your favorite kid, you know? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I, I like um the first crystal I ever got was hematite. And that's mostly iron. So, like, you know, if you have anemia things, you can hold on to it. Same with, like, cooking with a cast iron pan, things like that. It can help. Does it help a lot? I don't know. But Shane. something like shungite is 98% carbon. You can put it in uh, water, and it will actually purify it. So there are things that they can, you can see physical effects from. But I would say mostly it is uh, whatever you put into it. If you put some intention into it and you believe that these things work, they'll work. You know, I put certain ones under my bed at night and I have some wild ass dreams, whether or not I would have those dreams with them or not. I can't tell you, but again, it's, if you think it's stupid, it's going to be stupid. Nothing's going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really just mind over matter. And if it works for you, great. If it doesn't cool. Some people like my wife, she has a lot of them that she's like, they don't do anything. They just think they look pretty, you know? Yeah. And um, so I don't, I, I don't push it on anyone. If, if, you have questions about it, I'll talk to you about it. But if yeah, it works for you. It works for Hell you. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Nico's very good about not pushing good for you, Nico. Uh, stuff like like he won't tell you go get this crystal for this thing. It's very individualized. Um, but with that, uh, while Shane is is coming back, he looks very stuck there. I don't I don't know what to do. But uh, Nico, we're gonna go into your clip. Uh, do you want to preface it at all before we play it? Um, George Carlin is one of my favorite comedians and I've watched him since I was a little kid. And I think this clip is extremely relevant to today and I want to hear your guys' opinions on it. Perfect. Here we go. This is uh, Nico's clip. I'm a big comedy guy, Nico. So I'm going to enjoy this. All right, here we go. George Carlin jamming in New York. 1992. I assume the water is safe to drink in our city still, is it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I only really ask the question to set you up a little bit. I'm sorry. I don't mean to use you, but I don't really care about the water. I just love to hear the answer to that question. You know, I ask it everywhere I go. How's the water? Haven't gotten a positive answer yet. Not one. Last year, I was in 40 states, over 100 cities. Not one audience was able to say to me, yes, enjoy some of our fine local water. It is pure and it is good. <laughs> Of course, I realize a lot of people don't speak that way anymore. But nobody trusts their local water supply. Nobody. Facts. And that amuses me. I like that. It amuses me. I admit I'm a bit perverted. But it amuses me that no one can really trust the water anymore. And the thing I like about it the most, the reason I like it, is that it means the system is beginning to collapse. And everything is starting to break down. I enjoy chaos and disorder, not just because they help me professionally. It's also my hobby. You see, I'm an entropy fan. 
When I first heard of entropy in high school science, I was attracted to it immediately. When they told me that in nature, all systems are breaking down, I thought, what a good thing. What a good thing. Perhaps I can make some small contribution in this area myself. <laughs> and of course, it's not just in nature. In this country, the social structure, just beginning to collapse. You watch. Just beginning now to come apart at the edges and the seams. And the thing I like about that is that it makes the news on television more interesting, makes it more exciting, makes the TV news more fun. I watch TV news for one thing and one thing only, entertainment. That's all I want from the news, entertainment. You know my favorite thing on television? Bad news. Bad news and disasters and accidents and catastrophes. I'm looking for some explosions and fires. I want to see shit blowing up and bodies flying around. I don't care about the budget. I'm not interested in labor negotiations. I don't want to know what country the fucking Pope is in. But you show me a hospital that's on fire and people on crutches are jumping off the roof and I'm a happy guy! I want to see an oil refinery explode. I want to see a paint factory blowing up. I want to see a tornado hit a church on Sunday. I want to know there's some guy running through the Kmart with an automatic weapon firing at the clerks. I want to see thousands of people in the street killing policemen. I want to hear about a nuclear meltdown. I want to know the stock market dropped 2,000 points in one day. I want to see people under pressure. Sirens, flames, smoke, bodies, shit blowing up. My kind of TV, graves being filled, parents weeping. My kind of television. I just want some entertainment. It's just the kind of guy I am. It's the kind of guy I am. You know what I love the most? When big chunks of concrete and fiery wood are falling out of the sky and people are running around trying to get out of the way. Exciting shit. That's why I watch auto racing. It's the only reason I watch auto racing. I'm waiting for some accidents, man. I want to see some cars on fire. I'm not interested in a bunch of redneck jack-offs driving 500 miles in a circle. <laughs> 500 miles in a circle? Doesn't impress me. Children can do that. I want to see some schmuck with his hair on fire running around punching his own head trying to put it out. I want to see the pits explode. I want to see cars doing 200 mile an hour cartwheels. Hey, where else besides auto racing am I going to see a 23 car collision and not be in the son of a bitch? <laughs> And if a couple of cars fly off the track and land in the stands and kill 50 or 60 spectators, fine, fuck them. <laughs> Serves them right. They paid to get in, let them take their chances with everybody else. Just means more fun for me. More fun for me. Hey, at least I admit it. At least I admit it. Most people won't admit to those thoughts. Most people, you know, see something like that on television, they'll say, oh, isn't that awful? Isn't that too bad? <laughs> Lying asshole. <laughs> Lying asshole. You love it and you know it. Explosions are fun. And the closer the explosion is to your house, the more fun it is. Do you ever notice that? Sometimes you have the TV on, you're working around the house, some guy comes on and he says, 6,000 people were killed in an explosion today. You say, where? Where? He says, in Pakistan. You say, oh, fuck Pakistan. <laughs> too far away to be any fun. But if he says it happened in your hometown, you'll say, whoa, hot shit, come on, Dave, let's go look at the bodies. Let's go look at the bodies. I love bad news. I love bad news. Hey, the more bad news there is, the faster this system collapses. Fine by me, fine by me. Don't bother my ass. I'm glad the water sucks. Know what I do about it? I drink it. smells. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic, dude. George Carlin was ahead of his time. Hey, did y'all know he was a preacher? I get the energy. I can see that a hundred percent. Was that him or Kinnison? Oh no, it, it was you're right. It was yeah, Kinnison. It wasn't. You're right. But I could. I mean, stand-up comedians. There's the a preaching aspect to it. For the record, I googled before I said that. Is George Carlin a preacher? And it said he was a preacher. But you're definitely right. I was thinking of Kinnison. Yeah. 
Um, so, Nico, this is an interesting clip, man. I mean, this is 1992, and, uh, yeah, the water is bad. I have with me my city water report. I get it every year in the mail. <laughs> so, and I think this is relevant. I just keep it on hand. Uh, yeah. Would you like to know some of the contaminants in, in my water? I would. New York has a lot of polio and uh, monkey pox. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> There's a whole, that's a that's a whole other show about the polio in the water, but um, mm-hmm. maybe not for YouTube. So I've got arsenic, barium, chromium, fluoride, uh, selenium. I've got uh, chloroform, broriform, and uranium and radium. I've got motherfucker. You just stuff, gave dude. this shit to me. I, I have a filter on the fridge, dude. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's insane what is in our water. We're actually downstream of a nuclear weapons facility, so that's part of that uh, as far as the, the radioactive materials. But, yeah, man, I don't. I, I agree with George Carlin. I have yet to meet someone. Actually, I did. I think Provo Kid uh, from the Provo Kid podcast, he lives in Provo, Utah, and he says they have zero fluoride in the water, and it's actually quite delicious. So, I don't know. Yeah, growing up, growing up, we had a well, so we had well water. It, oh, you know, that's had some move. sulfur in it, but like overall, it was pretty clean, and you could just drink it right out of the tap. But uh, you still had to put like softeners and stuff in it, mm-hmm. whatnot. But yeah, I'll tell yeah. you what, I never got a report, but the water in Boulder, Colorado, is pretty good. Yeah, I imagine the mountain water can't be too bad. Um, I think once it gets downstream, like once you hit New, you know, New Mexico, mm-hmm, Nevada, sure. things like that, then it might be a little rough. But I think if you're if you're in that area and that's where you're getting your waters from the mountains, I bet, dude, I mean, yeah, you've had glacier water, all that good. I'm sure there's some good stuff out there. Um, I've had some good tap water uh, in little little towns and, uh, you know, odd places. Um, but you never know what's what's in it unless you live there. Shane, um, do you yeah. fuck with your water? Shane is frozen. I don't know what's going. He said yeah. his internet is crapping out, but we will we will press on. Okay. and yeah. uh, try and to. Get I wanted him. to talk about the chaos aspect of it. Like everything oh. he talked about there was like straight chaos magic, just manifesting it into reality. I mean, this happened thirty years ago. This clip, and it's everything we're Shh. seeing on the news now. It was thirty years ago. Damn, I'm almost thirty. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, dude. Uh, and do you think he did it knowingly, or do you think he just likes to call it out? I, in my opinion, like I like to think he just kind of is calling it out as he sees it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But certainly, you know, he says, "I love bad news. I love when people die, and you know, the closer to the home to home, the better." Um, yeah, but yeah. Obviously, he's being. Um, what's the word here? Not sarcastic but, but also fa- uh, facetious yeah facetious yeah and he's like making fun of the american people like you know we love to hear this bad news no one wants to hear good uplifting news ever and that's why the mainstream media is so successful at what they do because they push fear-mongering and uh yeah i, I don't know i just saw this clip i didn't even know i had to bring a clip shane messaged me he's like find a clip so i was like yeah i think he just Carlin. assumes that everybody knows what the show is which <laughs> uh, uh that's i i we should have told you sorry sorry nico but this is a great clip to bring it's it's relevant th- even 30 years later um and i think as i think said, it's more relevant today honestly yeah. it's Yo, like you just see the collapse flint michigan is still fucked up yeah but mm-hmm. but you know what my water is worse than flint michigan's <laughs> I'm just saying, it, it, Flint, Michigan was a media smokescreen. It was Flint. just 
and fuck everybody. In- no, I'm kidding. Yeah, fuck him. Obama didn't do shit. Thanks, Obama. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it just highlighted. I think that with the Flint thing, that could have been just more to put the focus on one town rather than realize what's in your own water in your own town. I get um, that. But the water is still fucked up there. Oh, it's st- it's not even necessarily. Yeah, the water is pretty fucked up, but it's just old infrastructure, dude. I mean, they they could ju- change it if they wanted to. Um, I'm sure the people don't mind, but I mean, even this happened in Mississippi just recently. Um, like they they just, they just told the people of Mississippi, I think Jackson, Mississippi, yeah, just don't drink the water. It, they, I guess they had some sort of fuck up at one of their facilities, and it contaminated like the entire city water supply. I think they have like four days of fresh water left. Um, <laughs> and they're, I think they're fucked. Oh my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're sending billions to Ukraine and, uh, you know, to hire 87,000 IRS agents. Um, so I think Nico, I think that goes exactly to the chaos, uh, aspect of it. And what do the Freemasons say? Order, uh, out of, chaos. Out of chaos. That's how they thrive. Yo. When shit's hitting the fan, it, even as you said earlier, Nico, life is like a is a wave. It comes in waves, and you just ride the the wave itself is is chaos. Yes, there's there's some structure to it, but it's to the to the fish in the wave. It's just craziness happening. Um, so you kind of have to step outside of it to see what's going on. But you just got to ride the waves, and the people who can, um, uh, I guess, uh, take advantage of those ups and downs win, and they're usually the people already at the top. So, uh, yeah, interesting, interesting. And Blake, do you know anything about chaos magic? Not specifically chaos magic. <laughs> I've heard of chaos theory. Is that related? But on a slightly side note, I one of my best friends growing up just recently joined the Masons. Who? Tom Sawyer. Oh, no fucking way. Yeah. Tom Sawyer joined the Masons. Hell yeah, he did. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not. Which, like the local chapter mm-hmm. in Dallas? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, I gotta hit him up. Yeah, talk to him about it, bro. Ask one, no one, dude. I mean, I've had some guests on I've, my show. I've been there. You've been to the... I the, went to like a meetup meeting. Like, just like a brunch or whatever. How was it? Honestly, I went... And the guy that was supposed to bring the food didn't show up, <laughs> so I just left. <laughs> I'm sure at the local level it's not too bad, but yeah, like have you seen? Level. Have you you've been to Denver, right? You uh, lived in Colorado. Live there. I, the the free the Freemasonic Temple in Denver is right across the street from the Capitol, mm-hmm. and it's more ornate. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Um, so I think in in larger cities, same in that's, Madison, Wisconsin. I was just there. The Masonic oh, Temple. Oh, you Madison you went to Madison? Huge. Yeah, dude. Ma- yeah, Madison's a wild city. Dude. Oh, I had so. Much I've fun. visited Madison many times. It's, so much fun. Uh, it's it's a good. It's fun. Um, but yeah, yeah these, most of the Masons I've met, you know, it's the the lower levels of it. It's all community service. It's all like it's just a bunch of old networking. dudes doing philanthropy. Yeah, and I mean they allegedly do a lot of good for you know communities and stuff. So it's. It's one of those things that it, they do that at the lower levels, just like any organization. You keep it nice, family-oriented for the most part. You know what I mean? Uh, very PG. And then most of the lower-level people have no clue what's going on. At the top. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, in even in... 32nd, uh, 33rd degrees, those type of things. Mm-hmm. Even in my, in my little town here, I went to some of the older buildings in town, and uh, you can see the, the uh, cornerstones. on the cornerstones mm-hmm. of all these old older buildings, have the, comp- the compass, are the comp- and you know uh, this here structure ordained by the uh, lot, you know lodge number seven seven three of Canyon, uh, and w- whoever the head uh, mason was had like his name etched into it, and then I think hmm. also the governor at the time, 
and the state representatives at the time, basically, and the architect uh, are all inscribed on that same stone. And it's fascinating to see. It's really, it's really interesting. And I think, I think they're a lot more prevalent uh, in smaller towns, at least, at, at least older smaller towns. Um, I've always wanted to join. I've always thought the well, Masons were and super as cool. I was saying, I've had like uh, Charlie has been on Charlie Murphy, uh, the tattoo artist. He's been on my show a few times, and the second time he was on my show, he told me he was a third degree fr- uh, Freemason. I think in the Scottish right, I think, because mm-hmm. um, different sects of Freemasonry have like there's thirty three levels, mm-hmm. and then there's three levels on another in another sect. And he was in the one where he was the highest he has been, but he's like, I haven't been to a meeting in ten years. Um, and then they always say, if you, if you know one, ask one, like if you know, if you want to join, all you got to do is talk to well, someone that you know who is in it and they can hook you up. They, cause you have to get sponsored. They have to vet you. And that's the thing I was wondering is because I was like, how does this secret society recruit? And upon doing a little research, asking Tom and asking these guys, basically the Freemasons recruitment strategy is we don't ask. We only listen to people who come here and want to join. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and also they, I mean, they take an oath of above all oaths too, for those who don't know uh, the Freemasonic oath. That's why there's an issue with politicians being Freemasons. Cause most, all of our politicians and public servants take a oath to the constitution, but if they're in the Freemasonic society, their oath to the Freemasons supersedes any other oath they've ever taken. Didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. And it, even in the oath, it says, like, this oath is above all other oaths you'll ever take. Oh, that's, yeah, it's interesting. So wow. always, that's why, like, with the whole, anytime there's, like, corruption in a political system or blackmail or whatever it may be, um, that's they kind of cover for each other. Even if they're enemies on a political uh, spectrum, they are they're brothers. They're brothers in the in the society. So fascinating brothers stuff. All out, you yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shane, are you back, brother? You look like you're moving a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I had to restart my modem. It's a piece of shit, but yeah, I'm fully back now. Okay. I, I'm assuming I missed the second topic question. It was uh, <laughs> it was just a clip of George Carlin from 1992 talking about the water in New York and uh, kind of like the chaos of the world. Uh, and Nico, I thought Nico wanted to talk about the water, but then he brought up chaos, the chaos aspect of it, which is a, a, a good a good uh, angle to take. I, it, that's not really what uh, you get from the clip, but he does say that. He said, I love the chaos of the world. Uh, and, and the system collapsing and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, he says it's, it's, just it's, a, it's just a sign of, of collapse. Do, do you want to talk about some weird shit about how all of our clips yes. always seem to line up? Just wait till we get into my clip. Oh, God. Like, our topic for today, apparently, is, like, doomsday. Hey, hey, Nico. <laughs> hey, can uh, yeah. can y'all riff for just a second while yeah, I go pee? I, I got it. Hey, Nico, so tell me a little bit more about chaos magic. When you use that term, I had never heard of it. Okay, so there's... There's like, from my understanding, there's kind of two ways to do it. There's like a structured way where you can follow uh, Crowley, you know, like that type of, uh, maybe I'm saying that wrong. Don't, you know, get mad at me, people. But uh, there's like structures to it. But from my understanding, it's like trying things out and seeing if they work, you know, whether it's through alchemy, whether it's through, um, basically you can do it in anything. Like if you're working and you want to try something new, it's just putting it out there and seeing what the results are and then working off of those results. Mm -hmm. So something like a chaos type thing would be like, throw this piece of information out in the mainstream media and see how the public reacts. You know what I mean? Whether it's doomsday, whatever, you know, 
COVID-19. 9-11, shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It, it's like you just pick a topic, they throw it out there, they see how the public reacts, and if, if it sticks, they run with it, and they just see where it goes from there. Interesting. Doesn't that call it, it's like manifesting all on its own, though, because if people are already geared that way, if you're looking at it from like a woo-woo perspective, too... I guess it's magic anyways, but you know, like you're manifesting it on top of them already knowing that you're going to take to it. So it's like, you have two avenues of the same thing being able to happen. Mm. Mm-hmm. So like I could say like the way I cook sometimes is considered like chaos kitchen magic. You know, I'll just throw ingredients on stuff. I'll season things a certain way. Like, but why, why, why use the term magic? What's the difference between the magic chaos magic and just typical, like, Random shit well, is going to happen randomly. Well, magic is just the manipulation of energy. So right. even like, like if you think of magic as like wizards casting spells, like you know writing symbols and reading from a book or whatever, it's still at the at its core, it's a manipulation of energy, of willpower, the, of actions, and it's the intention behind it. So a comedian is. going out there saying society is going to collapse it's going to reach a large audience people are going to react and cheer for it that's kind of manifesting this type of thing into reality you know you get people cheering that oh we love the chaos we love the doom and gloom on the news we love seeing people on fire that's putting that intention out there and all that energy is focused in on that and it could in theory lead to that becoming a reality or people at least subconsciously expecting it and, being and ready if you, for if you like break that. it down to the, its basic level like for a normie like you uh you know mind over matter like oh if you set your mind to something you can do it that's magic at its core fuck I did it today yeah exactly so you you did some sort of magic today when you I made a decision to to leave and to you know go yeah. to a new place that's uh that's a type of magic because you set your mind to it and now however you set your intentions going forward is going to, and and I mean, truly set your intentions, not just say, Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. But in the back of your head, whatever is that little voice is saying, that's where your intention is going to be. You got to trick your subconscious. Yeah. Just as much as you're thinking about it in your conscious mind. That's why dreams are powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Blake, you're going to use the bathroom. Thanks. Oh, get and that's why sigils are so strong too. You know, if you look into like sigil magic and things like that, yeah. like the whole concept behind it is you put all this intention into a sigil mm-hmm. and you some people burn it. You know what I mean? Then you forget about it. You have to set the intention and forget about it and see if it manifests into reality. Hundred you know? percent, dude. Yeah. Uh have you I, I gotta not to change sub- subjects, we're going to move on here in a second. But, Nico, i got to send you this TikTok guy I've seen that uh, on Instagram. I'm not on TikTok. Uh, where he's he's like a Norwegian guy or maybe a Swedish guy. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he goes around those uh, Slavic – or uh, not Slavic. Uh, what's the what's the word? Uh, uh, what are those people called? <laughs> like the Vikings? The, the Nordic people. The Nordic people. He goes mm-hmm. around the, those countries and he finds the rune stones that have been le- that you know the ancient rune stones and they're fascinating to look at. They're really, I mean, leg- and it, there's thousands of them. It's it's pretty fascinating. I'll have to find that clip in uh, that video. You gotta send that to me too. Yeah, I'll find the yeah. guy. I follow him and he's a Norwegian dude. Like he has the he look. I mean, he's got the long hair, blue eyes, has the accent, and he's like. And he's into the conspiracy stuff, but he just he goes around and looks at these rune stones and tries to like break it down for people. So, 
But with that, guys, anything else on this topic before we uh, move to Shane's clip? I guess I can't really say much on it because I missed it, unfortunately. But I uh, got the run over, but now yeah, I have to comment. <laughs> it's good. It's good, brother. All all is well. Shane, you emailed me your clip, correct? Oh, yes, sir. Y'all are so good just emailing me the clip. I stay signed into uh, Instagram on my PC so that I can uh, pull clips up just in case. Uh, so let me share my screen. Sorry, I'm using two screens tonight because I got Blake here. So I'm con- I'm like looking for the StreamYard <laughs> on my lap- on my PC and I can't find it. Uh, this one lives. <laughs> okay, this man lives full time in the metaverse. Okay, Shane. I'm not even gonna context it. I'll I'll do it after. You can just play it. A 19 second clip. This is what we love here at Big Dumb Inquiries. These fucking short clips that we're probably gonna talk about for 15 minutes. Here we go. 19 seconds. This is it. Let's You're gonna do love it. this. This man lives full-time in the metaverse. In his daily routine, he would wake up and go to the bathroom, take a shower, and even commute to work. He claims that he spends 24-7 in the metaverse because it's a better living environment. After work, he gets into his metaverse bed and watches movies on his large virtual flat-screen TV. What do you think about this? Follow for more things you can do in the I think this man is a virgin 100%. Okay, one, he's sleeping in a fucking crib. He's in a he sleeps in a crib so that he doesn't fall out in the metaverse. Oh my god, <laughs> Shane, what a good clip! Let's watch. My question is: Let's does watch he have it. His place in the metaverse set up like this room, or does he literally lift it up? Because he's he, like look at this still right like, here. He's, he... he's got a camping shower in a in a kiddie pool <laughs> in a bedroom, and he's pouring water. Okay, we gotta watch this Dude, again. Four thousand yeah, views. So Where did you find this? Oh, dude. Yeah. 24-7. He doesn't take it off. He sleeps in the metaverse. He does everything in the metaverse. But All again, right. my question is, how does he navigate? All right, let's try this. Here we go. You're going to love this. This man lives full-time in the metaverse. In his daily routine, he would wake up and go to the bathroom, take a shower, and even commute Okay, to hold work. on. I want to discuss this bathroom thing. Is he sitting in a thing. computer chair? It looks like oh he's sitting God. in a chair in his gaming chair. Is he shitting in the chairs or a special hole cut into the chair? These are things we need to know. Hold let's- on, hold on. Just note, right. for the guy who lives in the metaverse, why the fuck is there a basket full of teddy stuffed animals? What are you doing with that <laughs> shit, bro? As you said, he's yeah, probably a virgin. He needs, and he's he got a, something to cuddle with while he has his virtual girl. No, he's, he's got a lushies, So, Dude, look on the right. He's got a little uh, tricycle. tricycle in the corner. Oh yeah, my! There's some creepy vibes. Okay, in this video. let's let's watch this. Let's finish oh, this God, one this more time, great. and then we'll discuss. By the After way, does he drive to work in GTA? To work. He claims that he spends twenty four seven in the <laughs> metaverse because it's a better of. living environment. <laughs> After work, he gets into his metaverse bed and watches movies on his large virtual flat screen TV. What do you think about this? Okay, what's where does he go to work? What's his job? Well, so. I know for a fact that there are people, at least that work for Facebook, that are paid to be in the metaverse all day and be like the people that are like, uh, I guess, like monitors, I guess. So my question is, is this guy a monitor or does he possibly work for another company within the metaverse? Because there's like the stores in the metaverse. Yeah, there's Wendy's and Arby's. Hold on. Let's stop. I own an Oculus, but it came out before the metaverse was a thing. Do you have it with you tonight? No. Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Dude, I think I've fucking left it in colorado oh my you god better have that bitch mail it to you dude oh i got it yeah don't <laughs> worry about that she's already mailing me shit but ha- have y'all nico or shane ever done vr oculus kyle yeah i have and i i did it at a buddy's house here in town who's got a full setup like he's got it on a a wire above so that there's not all the things like our it's on like a 
So a it's pulley system. Quest. It's it's like the hardwired. Yeah, one. it's hooked up to his gaming PC, and it's all so like there's no wires in front of you, and then there's a little pad that you stand on, just so you know when you step out of it, you're you are in the danger zone essentially, mm-hmm. and uh and he's marked that off in the on the headset. But we played a game. Uh, we were all it was like his birthday party or something, and we were all just getting fucking hammered. And uh, there's this game he had where like all these like uh, waves of like uh, Viking type you know, medieval soldiers come and attack you, and you can get like you can cast spells on them, you can like pick them up and throw them, or you can get like weapons and like shoot them with arrows or like cut them and, like chop. So I would just get a sword and shield and just fucking cut their heads off and stuff, and it was amazing, dude. Like I felt so good after in the moment, I literally felt like I was killing people, but afterwards I felt amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. say what you will about me but it was really good Take to let that aggression yo dude exactly dude i felt so relaxed afterwards i was like oh this is nice uh because i just murdered like 50 people on in in the in vr it was a one it was wonderful yo straight yeah. up shout out vr porn it's I've life never changing done i've never oh, done that. okay straight up i had my now ex-girlfriend blow me while i was watching vr porn oh oh my god this is what normies do people just so you know (laughs) this is this is the state of the future my question is were you watching a blowjob video from the vr so it was just like the same experience but with a different face because that's a little i don't know i don't know let's bro (laughs) i don't even remember i just remember i don't remember what i was watching i was just like holy shit this is one of the best experiences well soon you can just have the the fleshlight hooked up to a, a little robot that'll just jerk you off while Dude, you watch the airport. They make that. It's a I've real thing, yeah. I've heard about that. But you can connect it to your Oculus Quest. Coming soon to a store near you. Coming soon. Yes, it'll be spelled <laughs> coming. coming soon to a store near you. Um, I, one, there's a lot, with this clip in particular, there's a lot of questions. What is his job? Because there are, uh, met, you know, uh, VR jobs you can get. Like there's a legit Starbucks in the VR where people spend money and they make fake coffee. Uh, and, are you kidding? You can actually get stuff for your house too. Like, so there's a Walmart. There's shit. there's I I believe Wendy's is in the metaverse. I believe Arby's is also in the metaverse. Uh, shout and, out Arby's. Yeah, shout out to the RB baby. So this is this is my question in it because I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft when I was younger, and the whole point of like escaping into this is to go into like a fantasy world, right? Mm-hmm. Why are people escaping into a mundane job where they shop at Walmart? Like that—that's my question. Uh, I'll why, tell you, Nico. why would realistic? Why would just want to have a nicer house? That's like this guy for at least. It's like he's materialistic. He wants to live exactly the same, but he wants an upgraded life. I man, I feel personally all these people that like just flock to the VR world—they just can't communicate with human to like face-to-face contact and they feel the need that they need to go out and yeah, like do it virtually some type of mental disorder there like, I, I get the uh the whole fantasy escape like even playing the game kyle was playing like i i get that you go in and it's experience you have fun it's something you can't do in this physical reality but why the fuck would you want to go in there and shop at fucking walmart that is like the least enjoyable and thing go to work my, like he has yeah, to clock right. he has to punch a time card <laughs> <You Right. know? laughs> but, what I'm i mean if it's you like, could actually make some money and do that like I, I i can see the appeal but you're right nico why would you want to drive a fuck i mean I mean, drive like, a fake how, car. How sad is your existence in this reality that you can't, you know what I'm saying? You like, can't even fantasize about what you would want to do in like some escape world. That's to me, I think that's the the divide in this the VR 
yeah, brain chip, you know, uh, conversation is, is it going to be used for entertainment and to improve our lives or is it going to just take over our lives already? And I think that's where we're, we're already seeing the split. Like with this guy, he is so unoriginal and so boring and so, uh, mind controlled and brainwashed that he can't even, uh, use his imagination to come up with something more interesting than fucking waking up in a crib after watching movies all night. Taking a shit in his gaming chair. Taking a shit in your gaming chair next to your stuffed animals and your kid's tricycle. Driving a fake car. I bet it's... I bet he's driving a fucking Toyota in his fucking VR world. I mean, you could at least drive something cool, like a like a spaceship or something. Like, fly your UFO to work if this you really want to. Toyota in VR. He's got the Prius. And he probably works at fucking Wendy's in me the yeah. metaverse. Yeah, he drives his Toyota Corolla to his Wendy's job Flipping in the VR. Flipping fucking VR burgers that Ugh. you can't even smell or taste. No, he, he does data entry, bro. You saw this outside of that building. You're right. He, data, he does data entry. <laughs> He's sitting there in the virtual reality thing just clicking buttons at a desk all day. Oh, dude. I... Can he can he take a VR gun and blow his brains out every night? I mean, what the fuck, and dude? And then what does it reset and he just wakes up again? Uh, here's here's so a question. Day. Could uh, could this be used? Because uh, I like to play devil's advocate. I think it's terrible. I tried a VR one time and I never had a headache as bad as that. But could it be used for something good? Like my first thought was like a job fair. Could you have students go in and do like a virtual thing? Like, oh, you're a welder now. Let's Try it out. See if this is something that interests you. Or you're a carpenter. Let's try to build something in VR. See if that's a life path you would like to take and then go do it in the real world. Dude, that's a great idea. So that's the thing. I, I think with all technology, it can benefit. I think 90% of technology ha has a net benefit. I think we're going to have to figure. I'm not saying we have to put chips in our arm. I'm against that. But the technology is part of our life. We can't function without our phones, myself include everyone. You yeah, know? We, like, we work from it. We make money from it. We connect with it. But I think the um, it, it's going to come down to uh, fuck. What was I going to say? Uh, what was I just saying uh, before that? It slipped my mind. It was about side note. While you're thinking, though, can you imagine doing a podcast in VR? Though no, that they already. Dope. Actually, no, that's a good point. In the same room. You We're know, like one step away from that. Right you know, now, though, you know, frantic. You really think about it. You know, frantic Missy. She was doing a podcast and comedy, stand up comedy in in VR, and she's been telling me for years to start doing it, uh, doing my podcast in v, in uh, VR chat. And she's like, dude, you you meet so many people who will actually become listeners of your show. Um. So I think obviously we saw with like stand up comedy during COVID, like the whole Zoom comedy, like that's not going to work. But you could get up on a soapbox and deliver your fucking whatever you want to do in VR. I mean, you, I watched uh, the UFC fight in a VR movie theater with Rained Out Rancast. Yeah, I mean, that was sit, dope as fuck. You could sit courtside to the finals. Yeah. Yeah, dude. How cool is So as far as benefits go, Nico, I think whoever owns the technology will determine what it's used for 
But I think the technology itself is neither positive nor negative. It's all, all about who wields it. So well, let's talk about right. the positives of the technology. It's magic. The job fair is a great – exactly, just like magic. The job fair, mm-hmm. great idea. Uh, old people who maybe are, are decrepit and can't move and they want to spend their final days in some sort of weird DMT realm. Uh, maybe <laughs> oh, there's, fuck, maybe that's there's, a, that's a black mirror episode. What is that project Juniper or something like that? Yeah. Maybe there's a, a drug component with this too, where, I mean, even Joe Rogan was talking about recently where, uh, someone, uh, maybe one of his guests, they're trying to incorporate the actual visuals from like a psychedelic trip into VR. So you can just watch, do the VR without taking any substances and have the same, uh, uh, psycho, uh, psychological or, uh, psychedelic experience just See, through the sounds me, and the man, visuals. Wh- who's going to manipulate that? You know, they oh, a hundred percent much programming into that. Well, even, but we, I mean, we even talked like about mentally this on- though, like your mental state, like it's not just about a visual, like you're not getting the same, like, brain chemistry difference no but you are death if it's just a visual no but you are because all that you when you're i mean it's all uh, chemicals and electricity right in your brain all the everything we're doing right now is just uh, electrical signals firing back and forth telling us what's going on what we're experiencing and if you can hijack those sense and those sensations maybe not in a a psycho uh, psychedelic sense but for the most part you probably could recreate those types of experience like you can recreate sex you can recreate love you can recreate uh social interactions i mean it's we're only a few steps behind now um i just don't i don't think everyone will get on board with the vr thing because uh, as nico said earlier it gives you a fucking headache dude i mean <laughs> and the graphics yeah. aren't great they, not yet but like, they will be five years yeah, it'll be insane give it another couple of years man but even though i knew i was killing like in a demolition man always bringing that shit up oh demolition man the, oh. We're, we're not too far from that yeah mm-hmm. that's a good good point but even when i was killing all those plebes in that game i knew i was killing fake plebes <laughs> but it's still the the feeling i got was still that same that visceral kind of reaction and you really get to see who someone is when they fucking <laughs> they get to decide how to kill <laughs> an enemy. Uh, like I, I watched one dude who's like the nicest guy ever, just a sweetheart. He picked up one of these fucking guys because we're watching it on the screen when someone else is playing. He picked up this dude and fucking jammed him into a wall of spikes and just fucking bashed his head into a spike until he couldn't fucking come out anymore. And and we were like, "What the fuck? What's wrong with you, dude?" And he was like, "That was fun." <laughs> Man. Yeah, well, that's... Dude, they're gonna start doing some like Minority Report type shit where anybody that's super violent within the game, they're gonna keep an extra watchful eye on them. Right. Oh, and I'm sure just... we're already there. Think about people with mental illnesses too, like not being able to differentiate. I mean, I know they blame video games for school shootings and shit like that, but it's like this takes it to a whole nother level where they're actually doing the act and I, I don't know man I, I i think there's more negatives than positives i'm just i always try to spin it to see like how could we use this to be i don't know this something video beneficial was made- to society what yeah man it's uh it's fun for sure i i'm i i try to stay positive um but yeah this guy needs to get a fucking life I, I, mm-hmm. it, it, and if he is going to live in the metaverse, at least make it more fun, man. Just fly your spaceship to work. If you're going to go to work, mm. fly your spaceship, dude. Don't drive your Honda. Yeah, don't drive a fucking Toyota Corolla to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, just live in a spaceship while you're at it, too. Yeah, just live. Dude, I mean, you could literally live on fucking Mars in the VR world if you wanted to. Why do you got to live in your fucking <laughs> in your crib? <laughs> dude, you just animal. have a bedroom outside. You can look at the night sky. It'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So with that, um, we do have a wild card. Blake's our wild card tonight. He brought a clip. Nice. Uh, 
he's he's like I said, he's a normie. He doesn't know about these things, so let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I think he, he knows more than he's leading on. Let to. me. Well, I'm. I'm. I yeah. I, I like this Freemason. stuff. I just, you know. <laughs> he might be a Freemason. I'm just messing with him. Aspiring Freemason. Anyway, so like I said, I just lived in Denver for six months-ish. And I don't know if y'all know, but the Denver International Airport has yes, a lot of conspiracy theories. We know. Let's play this clip. Let me share the screen here. <laughs> Kyle's like, we know, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is like 10 years ago news, dude. Uh, oh, my God. Sorry, Kyle. Uh, no, Blake, this is fine. This is good Sorry, stuff. I'm not talking about lizard people. Oh, the lizard people built the airport, bro. That's what you don't understand. <laughs> They're living under the airport, bro. What yeah, sure. Mean? <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Possible by Wix. If you're ready to create Shout a website, Wix. head over to Wix.com slash airport or DEN airport is shrouded in secrecy, riddled with weird statues and creepy art, and is a place of strange stories and myths. People even questioned why Den Airport was built in the first place. The current airport opened in 1995, but there was a fully functioning one closer to downtown. This new version is twice the size of Manhattan, and the development went $2 billion over budget. But even before before the current Denver International Airport opened, it was the subject of countless conspiracy theories. Is there any truth behind the rumors? That's what we intend to get to the bottom of in this episode of the Infographics Show. A cursed airport? The Denver Airport. A quick Google search on Den Airport brings back numerous stories from both mainstream media and independent conspiracy sites. So something's clearly going Our people. On. Before we get into the conspiracy stories, let's first take a tour of the inside of this creepy, gigantic building. It's famous for its terrifying 32-foot-tall statue of a giant horse with fiery, glowing eyes. The Denver locals call him Blucifer, according to media outlet Slate. But even freakier is the odd story of the red-eyed statue called Blue Mustang that killed its sculptor Luis Jimenez. It what? fell on him and severed an artery. And inside the, the airport, fuck? there are more disturbing art pieces, including a mural of a devil jumping out of a suitcase and a statue of Anubis, the ancient Egyptian god of death. Some of the more controversial art pieces have now been removed, including mm -hmm. a character that resembled a Nazi officer in a That's gas true. mask. I asked about the murals and they couldn't and show them to me. They were removed. Around a knife, not the usual style you'd expect from an airport terminal building. So what about the conspiracy theories that surround Den Airport? One that's talked about a lot is the shape of the runways. An aerial view of the runways at the airport shows that they resemble <gasps> the shape of a swastika. Oh my and god! And this is not a typical formation for an airport's <laughs> runways. The explanation from an airport representative is that the runways are designed that way so that they can be used simultaneously regardless of the weather patterns. She told the UK newspaper The Telegraph, We think the shape looks like a pinwheel. But in the same Telegraph article, <laughs> it was also pointed out that New York's JFK and the Las Vegas and Miami airports all have very different layouts. So this certainly gives us something to think about. There are also dedication markers and plaques around the airport with some rather odd symbolism on them that looks like the Masonic Square. This has led to other conspiracies claiming that construction of the new airport was funded by the New World Airport Commission. However, when you search for that name, it seems to come up only in connection with Den Airport, which has led others to draw the conclusion that the airport is actually funded by the Nazi group, the New World Order. The date of the airport's dedication also happens to be March 19, 1994. If you add those numbers together, uh -huh. 191994, you get 33. Ah. This is the highest level one can achieve in Freemasonry, uh. which represents perfection. And that Masonic Square also links to the Illuminati group, of course. So the book is out on this one. Okay, let's stop it there. Because, <laughs> dude, 
I did not. Th- okay, we said we knew what we were talking about with Denver Airport. A lot of this is new information to me, man. So this I, is good I'll, stuff. I'll give you a couple extra things that we didn't get to in the video. So it, it mentioned that the construction cost was $2 billion under budget. Over budget. Over budget, sorry. And that the the above ground portion of the airport is twice the size of Manhattan. Well, there is twice the amount of space above ground built underground. So, from what I've heard, this is the place that if shit hits the fan, they're going to bring all of the America's elites or world elites here underground to wait it out. This is also um, helped by the fact that the president's like nuclear bunker base is built out of the mount of out of one of the mountains in Colorado. Yeah, well, NORAD, NORAD, is, NORAD yeah. is is from there as well. Yeah, so it's it's just all very interesting. And I even heard that the uh, and seen that the barbed wire on the fence around Denver International Airport is pointed in, not out. So it's it looks huh. like it's made to keep people in from the in the property than out of the property. Interesting. So, gentlemen, what are your thoughts? I want to know first, like, what are the ley lines that it lays on? You know, Ooh. what is the geomancy of the the land? Because it, it, they don't pick these places at random. There's got to be something significant. Is the underground portion already was it already there from a previous civilization, and they just built on top of it? Um, I don't know. I, I just to have this type of symbolism and that specific place and that pattern, uh, nothing's a coincidence and it's all done intentionally. So I'm just curious. What is, is there a cave system that That's runs near there? Cause that was what I was thinking too, is if there was already some kind of cave system. So from my memory of this, I think there are two to three stories above ground, but there are five stories below ground. And Nico, I believe that this whole complex was built at the same time, including the underground portion, which makes me believe that it's for some sort of government or elite um, bunker. Yeah, possible nuclear fallout type stuff or... Yeah, I mean that would uh, explain the the pattern because they could have just as many planes coming in too. Because you could come in and then turn off, and you could just have continuous planes flying into mm-hmm. this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that the runways were in the shape of a swastika. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> Very fascinating. So I looked up a ley line map. I don't know how it works though. <laughs> so, and it's actually kind of outside of Denver too, which a lot of people complain about. Thirty minutes because it's like the only airport that's not in the city. You know, uh, you know, like you got Chicago International, you got Dallas International, DFW. It's all pretty close to the actual mm-hmm. city that it's in. But I think Denver Airport's actually pretty. Uh, it's about 20, 25 miles outside of Denver City proper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so right there, that's like a red flag to me. That's got to be some type of special, significant land, whether it was something before the mud flood if we want to go down that route <laughs> you know was this i mean some... theoretically that would explain the deepness though because maybe like you were saying that there is something underneath it and they had to dig down five stories to get to it if there was a bunch of layered shit on top of it mm-hmm. mm. yeah but especially the art too that's another fascinating aspect of it that kind of raised a lot of people's attention pull up pull up the denver mural because the mural that i like was not shown in that video but it is like a gas mask sort of nazi type figure let me predictive programming 
Denver airport mural. Yeah, they Nazi. got to manifest it by making it known right in front of you and everybody that's oh, going through the airport. Dude, okay, this, uh, so it's I being gotta, seen by thousands of people and manifesting. I got to share this because this is fascinating. This one that's. This uh, is on the wall of Denver airport. It was. Airport. I guess they took it out. But you got the rainbow flag, right? So it's this, mm-hmm. this image, right? And on the other side of it is this little Nazi figure. But it's with the rainbow. So that what that tells me is that the whole LGBTQ thing is part of a bigger Nazi agenda. Right, we got to get your kids, make world peace. They're wearing masks in some of the pictures too, and then they're being led by when a Nazi. Was this, but, when was this painted? Do we know? Uh, no, I don't. We can find that out. But this painting specifically, why would you? Why is that necessary in an airport at all? Gas mask, trench coat, sword. What does that have anything to do with? international travel you know it makes well, no when sense you think about airports airports are huge negative energy um i fucking like, hate airports yeah like everyone goes there they're miserable no one wants to be there it's just a hub of negativity and then they're sending that negativity out to all these places through there mm. if you look at it from like an energy channeling perspective and mm-hmm. if it's on a specific ley line that runs who knows you know i'm talking out of my ass right now but it makes you wonder like no one has a good time at the airport Every agent is miserable. You go in, you get molested by the people. They check you. You're sitting there for hours on end. Then you get shipped off to wherever you're going. It's just, it's a cesspool of negativity. Typically. I don't Mm -hmm. know anyone that enjoys the airport. I fucking hate airports, dude. Uh, So I found that specific picture. I found when it was made, it was made in 1994. So it was painted in the airport. Uh, And I guess that's what I figured painted over it. Um, Pretty interesting. And for the record, did they actually paint over it, or did they just kind of like put something over it? So I don't know. I, I've been to the Denver International Airport four or five times within the last six or seven months, and I've wanted to see that painting every time. But every single time I've gone, they say it's not available for public view. So these paintings are no longer in the Denver Airport, but they were for a long time. Were they painted on the wall directly, or are they a canvas on the wall? Because then at that point, yeah, they can just remove them. I think but they're it, still around. Definition of a mural, it's it's on the wall. Yeah. Well, um, in that picture, it almost kind of looked like there was a frame. That last one that you had up. Oh yeah, they they framed it, but yeah, I'm sure they could take it off if they wanted to. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shit with the Denver airport. I mean, you could go into as Nico brought up the underground aspect, the deep underground military bases. I know I live near one. Um, uh, that's uh, for sure a deep underground military base. It's where they, uh, quote-unquote, disassemble nuclear weapons. But I'm like, bitch, you're just building new ones with the old shit. <laughs> uh, that's why there's uranium in the groundwater. Because the, notoriously, like, there's no basements in Texas, so it's really hard to... Our soil is very uh, dry, and it's very hard to build uh, things underground uh, that are stable. So the fact that there's a deep underground military base here... Um, and it, we're near Colorado, we're near New Mexico with all the Air Force bases and Navy bases. Um, why does the Navy need a base in the fucking desert? That's what I'd like to know. There's no fucking water there. You're the Navy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was about to just say. Yeah. Well, have you guys heard the whole theory that like deserts are not natural, that every desert on the planet right now is man-made? For, for a reason? I, uh, no, I when mean, it I, used to be oceans or something. I'd assume. Well, I heard the Sahara used to be like a a rainforest. No, that's yeah. that's true. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The Africa used to be a tropical continent. Most of it is still mm-hmm. tropical, just the yeah. northern part. <laughs> but I mean, the Sahara used to be a rainforest. Mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah, I don't know. That's where Atlantis was allegedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I mean, shit, they say that there's more than likely a lot of different civilizations buried around the pyramids of Giza. But, you know, like you guys were saying, it used to be a rainforest. It was beautiful a long, long time ago. So, well, and also the rainforest, that sand. the mm-hmm. rainforest in South America, if you listen to like Graham Hancock, Randall Carlson, and other, other uh, archaeologists, they'll tell you that the rainforest is actually man made. It was, it's been, yeah. it was cultivated with mm-hmm. the beneficial, uh, food plants and, and med- medicinal plants, uh, throughout history is that the, ma- the rainforest is not a natural, uh, formation be- just because yeah, of like the ones down in South America, they had like a special soil that they made to you no know, one. Yeah. When grow. I was in Mexico for my honeymoon, the, they were, the tour guide was telling us at Tulum that, um, it's really rocky. And it's really hard to grow things there. So they would go out into the jungle and and take dirt from the jungle and then mix it with another uh, type of soil that they had. And they would literally and make their own soil. Mm. They do a lot of like burning stuff and mixing ashes and kind of like making their own compost type deal. Mm-hmm. And these are primitive people, supposedly, that didn't know these things. But, it's yeah. just int- but they could build the pyramids. As a normie, yeah. one of the huge questions I've always had is how could the ancient Egyptians build those pyramids and have such precise astronomical precision? I I think the basic answer is that we, as with all our technology and all our cool stuff, we just assume we're smarter than everybody that came before us. And I think maybe we might be dumber. And, And the other part of that is that civilizations tend to rise and fall more often than we think like mm-hmm. there's and, I mean, lots they of rebuilt over a multiple times too because you see the rock changes yeah they, they talk about in pristine and then everything gets shitty as it goes up like i took our art history class my teacher fucking hated me because i would ask these questions like how the fuck did they do this and uh but what they never talk about is the stones underneath the pyramid the pyramid is not just sitting on sand it's sitting on even larger ground like it has stones. a foundation. It's got a foundation that was put there, mm. and that same with the, a lot of the Mayan ruins. I didn't know that they'll, the 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 Mayan people, the Egyptian people, they'll tell you we we didn't build this. This was already here. So, a lot of it was already same with the Romans that like the Roman uh, 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 temples and things like that. They're built on larger uh, foundational stones that were already there. Well, and I think. I'm pretty sure the the pyramids of Giza were built from stones that were way fucking far. They were away. quarried hundreds of miles away. Yeah, right? and you're like, same how with pretty much any megalithic yeah, structure. Same with Stonehenge stones are from miles and miles away. Yeah. Stonehenge is a tiny little, you know, comparatively, yeah. it's small, but they were quarried from hundreds of miles and away. And they had to get them there somehow. Yeah, so uh, the, that's a whole other show. Theory that the pyramids are concrete that they just poured and mixed them into blocks and built it up that way. Uh, not that would be more feasible. Just pump some concrete up in a in a form and let it limestone concrete. Yeah, it's it, there's so many different things. It it just but like like Blake was saying, like the precision of it. Like I believe they were working with earth energies. They were lining shit up on natural ley lines. I think the stars might be a map of this world. You know, it, it just goes into so many different. The moon is things. a mini map. Dude, the moon is a yeah. is a mini map. <laughs> so the big the big sort of theory I've heard was that aliens came down and guided human beings to build like all mainstream science says civilizations that built the pyramids should not have been able to build the pyramids. 
and that yeah. potentially maybe alien yeah, influence. Yeah, don't trust the science, Blake. They're lying yeah. to you. Because no, your I common sense will tell you that thing. that's impossible, right? Just common yeah. sense is is powerful. I got huge into the ancient alien theory uh, back in like, you know, 2010, 2012-ish. And I think it's a huge psyop that they've been pushing just to kind of do this blue beam operation type thing thing uh i i think that civilizations before were way more advanced using technology that would look like magic to us mm-hmm. you know like yeah. we would look at it and think that it's magic but it's some type of like anti-gravity type yeah because like with magnetism it's Who all knows? all of it doesn't make sense at the time right. that it was built right so there must have been some sort of event that we lost that technology and thus had to relearn it so that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Something big happens. Everybody's only worried about surviving. Then a couple generations later, when you're actually able to regroup, then everybody forgets everything that happened in the past. Cause realistically, like stories get lost after like what, two generations for sure. Then there's not the original word of mouth, to especially tell before writing. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. yeah, man. Um, history's fucked, dude. History's fucked. Uh, and I'm sure there's some shit going on with the Denver airport as well. Uh, but with that, gentlemen, uh, I think we should uh, wrap it up. This is, uh, has been a wonderful show. Nico, it's always a pleasure. Blake, thanks for bringing a normie perspective and asking some good questions. I think it helps uh, us as the the researchers and the, the truth seekers to kind of – we have to truly validate our opinions on things and, and try to uh, rationalize our thinking. So thank you for that. And, and let me just say, Kyle, <clears throat> I think everybody's <laughs> viewpoint is valid, right? Maybe I don't agree with everything that was said today, but I respect your opinion and I'm willing to learn from it. Yeah, I think you should I think you should start if you want to get into this. Thank you for that. I think you should look into maybe some of this old history stuff because that's a big thing right now that's waking up a lot of people is kind of this lost civilization, Tartaria, mm-hmm. Atlantis, things like that because we're finding evidence of it every day. I mean, the, the our civilization keeps the 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 timeline keeps getting pushed back hundreds of thousands. I mean, they're finding cave paintings that are 140,000 years old. And we were taught growing up that maybe 10,000 years old tops, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, uh, what's that fucking old city called? Uh, the old civilization, the fuck, uh, Burba, Bangla, not Bangladesh, fucking Babylon, right? Mm -hmm. Those, those civilizations, the Sumerians, things like that. And it's just getting pushed back further and further. So, but thank you, Blake, for for sharing that. Hey, man, and I enjoyed the hell out of this. I this was fun. To, I'd love to come back and and have more conversation with you guys. Oh, absolutely, and you're welcome. Yeah. You Got to get the normie involved because then he asks the questions instead of us just getting too woo woo with it. He kind of grounds it back a bit. <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah. No, and that's like why I brought my wife on the show now as my co-host because she keeps me grounded because I'll go off on these like crazy. Is that your wife, people. dude? Yeah. Oh, you're a lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, lucky! I didn't know everywhere. she was your wife. You told me she was your friend last time. You son of a bitch! Yeah, Congratulations. We were, there was some. We didn't want to. Well, good for you, dude. Issues, good for fucking yeah. you, man. That's awesome. Shout out. Uh, she's she's great. Um, and I'm glad she's your co-host now. That's gonna be fun. Yo, to all the listeners, follow me Blake Clark on Instagram. Absolutely. And uh, with that, uh, Nico, where can people find you, brother? Upstate Unconventional on Instagram. It's Upstate underscore Unconventional, and my show's on all the all the platforms. Perfect. And Shane, are you with us? 
Yeah, I'm going to have to do my full rundown here, I guess. The usual, you know. Uh, if you're trying to find inquiries of our reality, all that fun stuff, all the links, all included in one place for all of these wonderful links. Um, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash inquiries of our reality podcast. If you're trying to find the new show that's starting up uh, with Ghost from My Third Eye, uh, Bizarre Encounters, it's going to be L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Bizarre Encounters. And if you're trying to check out Open Minds Media for featured creators, uh, new stuff coming up, you're trying to join, you're trying to uh, do anything, just get all around information on that. I put everything all in one place. Come check it out. Uh, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash open underscore minds underscore media. Perfect. And with that, I'm Kyle with the Big Dumb Podcast. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in live. Everybody in the chat, thank you so much. It was great. Thank you. Everybody listening, it was a pleasure. I'll play us out with some music, and we'll get out of here. Thank you, Nico. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, Shane. Everybody, have a great night. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.